1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Good morning to you. And right now we are in a conversation or about to start one with Adam Holtz. And you're going to hear about a couple of movies this weekend. Good morning to you, Adam. Good morning, Toby. How are you today? Doing good. Glad it's Friday. Yes, amen. Yeah, we're Not glad we're stopping at your house because you got the good snacks and the good ideas about some films that are coming out. Uh, which yes. stop are we going to take first? Well, let's talk about Journey to Bethlehem. Have you guys heard about this movie? I've heard about it. So, here's the thing. You're, people are either going to, I don't know, I think this one's going to be polarizing because imagine if Late one night when you'd had too much caffeine, you know, like when you were in college and you were staying up for finals, you had a brainstorm to say, hey, let's do a nativity movie, but let's use it with high school musical. That's what we have here. Honestly, <laughs> we have a singing and dancing and I think super fun, super creative take on the nativity story. And Right there, there are going to be people who are like, ooh, that sounds really interesting. And there are going to be other people who will be like, ooh, don't make me watch that. Right? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think you probably know immediately which camp you're in. I think there's an opportunity, especially for potentially our kids, our tweens and teens and younger viewers, to connect with them in a way that's going to feel similar to, uh, to something else that, that they have really enjoyed. Um, and I think that we run into some of the same broad questions and concerns that people have had about The Chosen, which is when you are taking a familiar biblical story and you're reimagining it, you know, in a, a very, in some ways, almost silly way, but I think a very engaging way, because I think that that, that whole construct, and I'm not trying to say that The Chosen is silly, that's not what I'm saying, but, you know, people, some people will take issue with the fact, well, that's not in Scripture, you're adding to Scripture. And I think that that is an important conversation to have. But I think the spirit of this is, let's take a beloved story, let's stay true to the theological core to it, of it, and let's imagine it in this way that might connect with, with a new audience. Uh, and for me, I thought it worked really well. And I think that it, it is faithful to the core of the biblical story and yeah, I think there's an opportunity here to connect that part of Jesus' story, maybe with some people who've never thought about it before. So wow. I think there's an opportunity here. 
Okay. Yeah. And so, Adam, it's, it's kind of a star-studded cast. I mean, the people that yeah. um, absolutely love for King and Country are going to be excited to yep. see Joel Smallbone in there, Antonio Banderas. I mean, Lecrae's in this. I mean, it's like a star-studded feature. Maybe that might be what's turning some people off because they actually know some of the actors that are uh, being involved in this project. Huh. I, You know, I would agree with that, but I would say Antonio Banderas as Herod? Come on. I mean... It's perfect, right? <laughs> Whoa. He's the most hairy haired I can possibly think of. So, yeah. This is really interesting. So I saw some of these, um, the, what do you call the, the promos? The trailers. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Okay, a musical? And then I, so right. I would be the one of the people that would want to go see it. But I'd also understand some people who, like you said, who are like, this is a sacred story. We want to keep it sacred. Don't make it so like what everybody else would do. So I see both sides right. of it. But I love what you said about it could reach a different audience, an audience that may not yeah. watch the other type of story, but they would watch this one. And it's if it's still true, you know, to the core of, of what happened, it could yeah. cause them to be curious to learn more about who Jesus is. Well, and it reminds me a little bit of The Star, which came out four or five years ago. It was a year or two before COVID, mm-hmm. which was an animated nativity movie told from the perspective of the animals, right? And same problem or same issue. We had people saying, oh, you know, we don't need animal toilet humor in here. And, and there were people that got hung up on some ways that they tried to execute it. But I think it's the same idea of, yeah, this is an entry point for people to experience this story, maybe in a way that, you know, wouldn't they wouldn't connect with it any other way. So anyway, I'm just repeating myself at this point. So we can keep moving the conversation forward. <laughs> okay, well, let me ask this question. Uh, since I haven't really seen the trailers on this so much, and I know Paul did the review on it, is it more in the opera style where it's all music or is there dialogue as well? No, it's a mix. Okay. It's a mix. So, yeah, it's, you know, we have song and dance and we have, you know, the traditional sort of uh, movie. (laughs) Dialogue. What do we call it? Yeah, Yeah, just a a musical, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I prefer that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's not an opera. That would be too much. Adam, great to have you with us here on Mornings with Tom and Tobby. And so tell us a little bit about the Marvels. What can we expect with this latest installment? The Marvels is a, technically it's a sequel to Captain Marvel, which of course, if you remember back a couple of years, was a huge movie because it was, it was sandwiched in between the two Avengers uh, movies that finished off that phase. I think it was phase three of the MCU. And so Captain Marvel is played by Brie Larson. Uh, She plays a character, her real name is Carol Danvers. She's one of the characters here. Uh, and then we get Monica Rambeau from um, WandaVision. Excuse me. And then Kamala Khan from Ms. Marvel, which was a show that was on much more recently. And so the three of them team up to, uh, to battle an alien of the race known as the Kree. Uh, her name is Dar Ben. It's a really complicated story. Okay, the upshot is, Ben wants to do bad things to planets to save her own, like steal their air, their water, their sun, and these three female hero- heroines team up to stop her. Um, this movie, I think more than most of the Marvel movies I've seen, has had a lot of pretty negative press leading up to its release. I was kind of pleasantly surprised on multiple levels. Content-wise, 
you know, you've got violence, you do have some profanity, but I didn't think it was as violent or had as much language as a lot of MC movie, MCU movies have had. Uh, and I actually thought it was a pretty nice movie. I liked these three women's relationship with each other. They worked through some forgiveness and reconciliation issues. Uh, Brie Larson has been really, really harshly criticized for being this steely, emotionless, almost robotic character. And her character really softens up here. So um, I thought it was a pretty nice movie. Now, the story itself, if you try to like follow it, the story is, is a convoluted mess. But, <laughs> you know, it's a superhero movie. It's about them taking on this bad guy. So for me, uh, I actually, I kind of enjoyed it. It's not going to win any Oscars. It's not the best Marvel movie. But uh, it's not as bad as I thought it might be, which... Uh, I suppose if that sounds like a recommendation, <laughs> so be it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as it might be. Yeah. <laughs> so if I could just ask your opinion on this, Adam, why is this one being panned yeah. so much as it was getting ready to be released? Well, I think that we have seen um, Marvel movies, the last three or four of them have just not been very good. The fan base is very vocal. And the fan base really hates uh, Brie Larson. And and Brie Larson has said some pretty antagonistic things about men in particular. So she has kind of had an axe to grind in the male fan base. Because let's face it, the geek and Marvel fan base is probably more men than women. They have responded in turn. Uh, so there hasn't been any love lost there. That is for sure. So, um, you know, I think that has been the main reason. And just... Marvel's product recently has not been very good. These movies have been a mess. The stories have been a mess. Uh, and there's been lots of publicity about how behind the scenes things have just been total chaos. So, um, you know, leading up to this one, all of those things were in play here. It looks like it's on track to probably be the lowest grossing Marvel movie yet. Uh, and so, you know, they're already writing, uh, you know, the obituary for this one. So, you know, that's all in the back of my mind as a reviewer as I went to it. I'm like, oh, that wasn't that bad. That was kind of fun. And okay. there's a scene, there's a scene in this movie, if you see it, that probably is the biggest laugh out loud scene I have ever seen in a Marvel movie. And it was funny and it worked for me. So there you go.